0: Hello, hello, welcome once again to another stop on the Michelle Mission I am your host Vincent Williams of It's All Soul Wednesdays 8 to 10 on gtownradio.com And I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host
1: Yo, what's up, How at your boy, this is Len, a.k.a. the Bat Tribble
0: And on tonight's episode
1: Tonight's episode of the Michelle Mission
0: We will spend some quality time with Chris Rock's Magnum Opus.
1: Are we doing CB four?
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's put a pin in that. <laughs> is this his Magnum Opus or CB four his Magnum Opus? I think I, I think you're being facetious, but I bet you're not being that facetious. No, I'm not. Actually. 2014's top five: Chris Rock, Rosario Dawson, Big um supporting moves. By J.B. Smoove and Gabrielle Union. Mm -hmm. Autobiographical? Perhaps. Perhaps, but we'll talk about that here on the Michelle Mission. But before we start, of course.
1: Got a little feedback.
0: Got a little feedback.
1: Thank you to each and every one of you who has been um, listening to our show at Michelle Mission at Dot com, as well as on iTunes and SoundCloud and Stitcher Radio and Google Play and wherever you find the Michelle Mission and people that have been liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter, we appreciate each and every one of you. Absolutely, um, um, from diverse histories to the blurred girl to a Black life, Jennifer Vess. Um. Omar Dorsey, that's three times in a row. He's come up on the show, you know. So so that's trifecta. We got to get him in, okay? Um, As well as the Desert Fox. Oh, he said something? No, but he's following us. Nice. Nice that he's following us. Uh, I appreciate that. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: So everyone that follows the Michelle Mission, we really appreciate appreciate that. Um, We really do. We really do. Thank you. And feel free to tell a friend all about us. Uh, uh, We got some feedback. As usual, people um, gave us feedback. Uh, they seem to be very receptive to our idea of doing the binge lounge. The binge lounge. <laughs> the binge lounge seems to have been a uh, big success, a big hit with people. Oh, good. Uh, we've had actually a couple of people hit us up and let us know that they would appreciate you know offering up their suggestions always always (laughs) what always cover on the binge lounge well you know everyone's got everybody's got you know an opinion you know um including our favorite writer robert
0: Robert monroe Monroe. what's robert want us to watch
1: well robert says if your brothers ever get a chance to review tv shows okay i'd suggest a man called Hawk, starring Oh, Ava dog! Brooks. Come
0: on, stop! Of course.
1: What? Well, of course. He taught at Rutgers when I was there, and I had to chat wow speak with him a number of times. Wow. The first time, while we were uh, in side-by-side urinals, I broke protocol. A lot of information. Which, uh, it, you know, Robert. <laughs> you know, I don't. I don't know you, Robert. <laughs> I've only, you know, caught a a, a a glimpse into the world of the Monroe factor, as it is, um, by your emails to us. But I can totally see you breaking protocol at a side-by-side urinal um, where right. you broke protocol and told Avery Brooks that I really liked him on Spencer for Hire, and I loved his Hawk show.
0: Yeah, 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 man, call Hawk.
1: Avery said thank you thank you and i said because you know it couldn't end like that with robert i said but you knew you were going to get canceled right
0: mm. he
1: asked me what i meant so i said in oh, the beginning lord are y'all still at the urinal at this point yes the, yes
0: all right go ahead
1: yes this is obviously obviously this was after a few beers right 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 he asked me what i meant and i said in the beginning you give your mentor a first edition signed copy of Souls of Black Folks. Then you start playing an African instrument. Finally at the end of the show you take out this long gun which was really a phallic symbol and shoot and kill a white man. With it.
0: Hawk was the blackest show that's ever been on television.
1: <laughs> the series was pretty much over right there. Avery laughed and said yeah, I guess we were really pushing. It. <laughs> you can trace
0: how good Deep Space Nine gets as Cisco transforms into the Hawk.
1: as the hairline uh, slowly disappears. Like
0: the, the like he he shaves bald and he grows a goatee. Mm-hmm. So that by the past, like the last I think three seasons, mm-hmm. the television show is just hawk in space.
1: It is, most certainly it is.
0: So yes, yes, a man called Hawk would, would would definitely be on our list.
1: Lest he be the only one um soaring through the skies with Avery Brooks, we received an email from Steve Tozen. Okay. The six million dollar triple, as it were. All right who said, "Hey, I have an idea for the binge lounge." Okay. I would submit for your approval an interesting 80s show with a murderer's row of black actors. Perhaps you've heard of it. If you don't have the episodes yourself, I can easily provide them for you. Oh, okay. It's a spin-off, but it was quite iconic for one reason, for one season. Nuff said, it is a man called Hawk A man called Hawk. That's two for a man called Hawk. That's two calls for a man called. hawk Okay, all right. So I think when we do the binge lounge, the retro edition, we
0: got to go. Man called Hawk. Got
1: to go. Yeah, a man called Hawk. All right. So you know to make Robert Monroe and Steve's um, dreams come true. Okay. All right. Done. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Um. Yeah, so we'll, so we'll definitely try and and make that happen. Uh, man called Hawk, which you know starred Avery Brooks and Moses Gunn
0: as old man. That's right. That's actually how he was building the credits
1: as old man. As
0: old man, because he was his mentor, and he would just call him old man. Like it was just mysterious and African, because it'd be Kalimba's playing. Like he was like Hawk was black. <laughs> Drove that big black BMW, and oh my goodness. He was. I was like Robert. I was like this. There's no way this show is going to stay on.
1: For those who may be too young, um, on Spencer for Hire, which was an old cop detective show on ABC, the character of Hawk, as played by Avery Brooks, was defined by his sharp outfits streetwise manner, sunglasses worn even at night, and the incredibly large long-barreled Colt Python three fifty-seven Magnum revolver that he carried with him nearly everywhere. He most often acted as a street resource for his private detective friend, Spencer. (laughs) Notably, Hawk had a clean-shaven head well before Michael Jordan and other celebrities popularized the look. In the nineteen nineties. He was a um he was a hitman, wasn't he? No well, I don't know if he was necessarily I thought a the character man. was a hitman. Maybe maybe so. Right. But after Hawk was spun off into his own series, he became less of an anti-hero and more of a traditional champion of people that needed help and could not fight for themselves. A deeper personal history was developed for the character, which uh, therein Hawk becoming a renaissance man displaying talents for boxing chess playing jazz and appreciation of fine African art there you go all right so we're gonna have to check that out yeah
0: what else we got
1: um we also have like a little bit of news that I thought would be very interesting to you okay uh it is this was released um via Netflix via their media center on the yeah Netflix has ordered Spike Lee's She's Gotta Have It two series. It's going to be a 10 episode series that is a contemporary update of Spike Lee's revolutionary debut independent film that centered on Nola Darling, a Brooklyn based artist in that's her late 20s, right. struggling to define herself and divide her time amongst her friends, her job, and her three lovers the cultured model Greer Childs, the protective investment banker Jamie Overstreet, and and the original B-boy sneakerhead, Mars Blackman.
0: Yeah, I I am cautiously excited about this.
1: Spike Lee will be directing. Spike Lee will be series, directing. Serving as the creator and executive producer, along with his wife, Tony Lewis Lee. Uh, she's got to have it. Will be produced.
0: Tony or Toya? Uh,
1: Tanya. Tanya, I'm sorry. Tanya. Tanya yeah, I
0: knew we were doing Tony. Uh, Tony. Uh,
1: Spike Lee actually spoke about this. He's saying that she's got to have it has a very special place in my heart. Obviously, we shot the film in just twelve days mm. uh, with a a budget of one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars, which we begged, borrowed, and did whatever, whatever to get that money. And It is the first official Spike Lee feature joint, and everything that we have been blessed with in this tough business of film all have been due. Yeah, to she's got. That's
0: have it. it. That's it. See? We, uh, we of course, have a connection to um, She's Gotta Have It. Our theme music yeah. is, of course, uh, Nola, Queen for a Day, mm-hmm. which is from the film. By Billy. By Billy, Spike's father.
1: Now, um,
0: we are big fans.
1: Now, you say that you are cautiously I am. On.
0: I am cautiously excited just because, you know, it really was one of those cases where, obviously, they kind of caught lightning in a bottle.
1: Mm-hmm
0: and and i'm I, I i don't know if you can repeat that, yeah, and the contemporary part of it, I think New York has changed so much, mm-hmm. and i i'm I'm cautious, I am cautiously excited
1: now you we were talking about this a little bit, before yeah, there, yeah, right? yeah you yeah that. Someone I, I
0: read an article and, and, and you know, it's one of those things where, where you know, that I, I just churned through it. I just, you know, just eat through so much of this stuff where someone actually said they didn't know if we should trust Spike Lee with she's got to have it because. Well, because, you you know, she's got to have it is is very much um, Nola Darling. The, the protagonist has become a, a black feminist icon. Mm-hmm. And you know Spike Lee has had pe- 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 people have been troubled by the way that he deals with women.
1: You've even mentioned it yourself. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. So you you know I think the the thought was you know can Spike Lee really bring uh, um, a sensibility to this that it needs? I think the article even mentioned maybe going in the way that Queen Sugar does. Where, where Queen Sugar has all female directors. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen to say that, you know, can Spike Lee be trusted with Spike Lee's stuff?
1: I don't think that's necessarily a dumb statement. You know what? Statement.
0: It, it's, look, I don't like the prequels either, but I always thought it was ridiculous, like this whole sentiment that like George Lucas can't be allowed to touch Star Wars. So it, in my mind, it's the same thing. Like, like he, it's his.
1: No, I see, like
0: but, you may not like what he does with it, but it's his and I just I just find that incredibly patronizing and insulting.
1: I don't see I don't see it as insulting because I first of all, I don't think I don't think the person is saying that Spike Lee And, and I'm be
0: paraphrasing crazy. and then I'm I'm not attributing, so you know, we're, you know.
1: Right, so we're just going by on here right, 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 right. But I don't think I don't think uh, I at least I as you are telling it to me don't read it as a person saying spike shouldn't do it i think the person is is saying that um you know in the where we are in 2016 as far removed from spike lee you know and now spike lee is what 20 30 movies into his career right okay so there has been certain tropes that you see yeah, like Spike Lee's Spike Lee movies, and one of them, as you as we have uh, mentioned, is he does a little bit problematic. His women
0: are oftentimes, women, although I think I, I I think people are unfair to him about a lot of that. But maybe so, maybe so. But, but we'll they, do but movie by movie when we get to it. Yeah. It
1: still is enough of a of a trope that even you mentioned. Oh yeah, 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 you're, absolutely. You're absolutely so that means that it definitely is out there right oh yeah so to so for it to be so much so prevalent uh in all of his works, i don't think it's out of the question for someone to say can we trust him to now take this story um over even 10 episodes and without anybody else to check him yes ma- yes, his wife is going to be executive producing yes. with him but without any you know let's say you know objective you know thoroughly 100% objective person you know riding shotgun with him over the story and the direction of it um it, it, it can we trust that he's actually going to be able to make this the fully fleshed um series that it has the opportunity to be of course you're going to sit back and watch and let him do it
0: i trust him to make what he's going to make with his material yeah now if you want but, to make something want, else but if, want,
1: but if you want you trust him to to make what he wants to make of his material that's fine however You're hoping for it to be the best that it can be. And because his history, his history um, indicates that there is a likelihood. Some may say greater than greater than little that this may not be all that it can be. I
0: think that's very subjective saying it can be all that it can be. I think all I want it to be is what he does with it. Like, because it's it's his idea. Okay. Like, I don't even think that's that crazy. Like, if you want this sort of idealized, almost, you know, what's in, and not you per se, but like someone who uh, would say, you know, oh, I think somebody else should do it besides Spike Lee. I don't, I just, like, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with, like art as as product or art as sort of communal property type of thing like like you know i think in a lot of ways this is the road that kind of leads to to almost fan fiction and and it's like i don't know how much of it i don't know how much like i think as the audience obviously i have the i can critique and and I can I can decide whether or not I support it or not financially and all that. But I think once you start saying I should be a part of the process of creating it or or I should have some say over who is in the process of creating it outside of the creator. Mm-hmm. I just don't agree with that. And 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 I don't know if that's necessarily because I think Cause
1: that doesn't, that's not what it sounds like she's saying. It sounds well, like she's, she's just questioning whether I just, will be able to. Do I think
0: there's an implicit arrogance in saying so. And again, like we're talking about Spike Lee, and obviously I'm very passionate about Spike Lee. But this this is a version of sort of the arguments I was having about the prequels and, and George Lucas and Star Wars and J.J. J. Abrams saved Star Wars and this, that, and the other. And, you know, again, I don't like the prequels. Like, I think the prequels are, are garbage and sometimes racist. But I would never say like I never would have been one of the people who said take Star Wars away from George Lucas because he don't know what to do with it. Okay. So that's all I'm saying.
1: And I hear you. But I now don't do think I she's think saying, okay, okay, no, no, no. well,
0: Spike. you know, I think it kind of and that is kind of where that was. And and again, do I think Ava DuVernay and Julie Dash and, uh, you know, Gina? Oh uh, Gina Prince Blythewood and and Mara Brock Akeel and do I think they would and um um I just forgot Eve's Bayou.
1: Oh. Um oh, why are you gonna put us on a spot like that? Uh, <laughs> I mean
0: I'm you you should know it. I'm listening. I'm listening
1: all of I know, but I thought when well, you got Gina Prince, I thought all right, yeah, you were good, let's go. But no, you were, gotta go to Eve's Bayou. Now I gotta look up one more person. Now I got another edit point in the show. Uh Cassie Lemons,
0: Cassie Lemons, or Cassie—like, do would I love to see the seven? Like, would I love to see the seven of them take a stab at Nola Darling? And do I think they'd make something really interesting Mm. and textured Mm. and beautiful? Absolutely. Would I say to Spike, like, if I was, you know, I was, I'm in charge of Spike Ward again? Would I pull Spike Lee aside and say, Spike, I think you need to take a knee? And let them handle this?
1: Absolutely not. No, you wouldn't. And I'm not saying uh, that no, 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 no. I don't to. think
0: anyone should.
1: I don't think anyone. Well,
0: I don't think anyone should. I think I. Th- I think you. You know, again.
1: I think anyone that's born on in the level of executive producer on the on this project, if they actually feel that way then
0: well, and now we're now we 're now we get into that the process of you know who 's the producer who 's the director who 's the who brings the money to the table all this that and all i 'm just saying in a perfect world, I like to let the artists like like the artists do what the artist does, and then again as as a critic and as an audience and as a patron of the arts, then I respond from my lane
1: i 'm curious though. And what I'm curious about is um, whether or not he's going to do this as the um, do this as the uh, 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 an updated version of the story, right. place her in today's time.
0: Now, now that's actually the part that gives me more pause than him handling female characters. You know, we've said that, or I've said this before about Spike Lee. I think a lot of times Spike Lee's old, rich, white, not white, old, rich. <laughs> it's so funny. Because you say old and rich, oftentimes white comes right after it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think Spike Lee's old richness gets in his way sometimes. You said
1: that about uh, Chirac.
0: I said that about Chirac. I, I, you know, to a certain extent, I said that about Clockers. Yes. So. I, I that gives me pause him up like I'd almost rather he did a period piece.
1: Yeah, I was thinking about,
0: that you know, because, you know, Brooklyn is so different now. New York is so different now. Uh uh I I think just dating is so different now, you, you know, like, 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 y- y- you know, part of what I'm sort of fascinated by or drawn in by by what like, you know, Donald Glover or Issa Rae's is like just looking at this. This world, Mm -hmm. like I always say, the the last time I had a brand new date, like the last time I went out with a girl for the first time, Mm -hmm. I had a pager. Wow. Exactly. So, you know, I'm sort of fascinated by that. Anyway, looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to checking it out, and that's the perfect place to do something like that. Yeah, know, on Netflix, absolutely. You know, you knock out the ten episodes, you put them out there for the world. To absolutely, and see what happens, and see what the uh, zeitgeist says. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Netflix, she's got to have it. That flows. Netflix, 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 she's got to have it.
0: Yeah. Did you, did you ever see a Sucker Free City? No, it was like the pilot he did. I think it was on Showtime, and it was about San Francisco. Mm. It's about fifteen years ago. It was so good. And then Showtime didn't pick it up. Oh, that's a shame. So I'm happy he's got a television show. Uh
1: really quick before we get into our um review of Chris Rock's top five. Um I had an opportunity this weekend to catch most of well, I'll say about a good sixty-five to seventy percent of um, of Tyler Perry's She's... Why did I get married to? <laughs>
0: did you Did you catch the beginning or the end?
1: No, I, I was catching it like off and on while I was sitting here doing some work. But off and on, did
0: you watch the whole thing? Did you watch it to the very end?
1: I'm pretty sure I saw it to the end. Oh,
0: how you like that, Len? How you like that?
1: The end is with... um. The, well, it ends with... Well, this is like a 10-year-old movie now. Uh, it ends where... I think, like, not long after, she meets The Rock.
0: She meets The Rock, right, and after old boy gets hit by the car.
1: That's my nash. (laughs) Um, Um, There's very few (laughs) black feature films, right, that have sequels that are also feature films because now a lot of them get get sequels but their sequels are different. right right
0: right and right right, right.
1: <laughs> and why did i get married too actually was released as a feature for oh movie. yeah <laughs> i can't this movie is hey man this is <laughs> melodrama porn this move this movie you, i like i say i only quote like about 60 70 percent of it it has the same tonal issues as the first movie. Um, I don't know why Jill Scott's ex-husband now all of a sudden shows up. He got to cancer. Is, everybody seems fine with it. Well, I guess they're fine with him having cancer because he's an ass. But because
0: that's what happens to bad people.
1: It's. I mean, I can't believe they made <laughs> this movie. But more, but more to the point. If anyone walked away from our criticism, our critique of why did I get married and how we pointed out how that movie is emblematic of Tyler Perry's, um, his thoughts on black women. Yes. If anyone took issue with our viewpoint based on our review of that film, I defy you to watch Why Did I Get Married Too and not come away from that thinking that Tyler Perry despises black women.
0: Have you actually seen Tyler Perry's Temptation, a film by Tyler Perry? Like, have you seen it? Never seen it. All I'm gonna say is this.
1: (laughs) I know, we're doing it for your birthday.
0: Compared to Tyler Perry's Temptation, A film by Tala Perry. Tonally, Why Did I Get Married to is like Medicine for Melancholy.
1: Wow. (laughs) That's saying a lot, man.
0: As far as a positive depiction of black women or his view on black women, Why Did I Get Married is like Daughters of the Dust. (laughs) Eve's Bayou and another really, really positive depiction and powerful depiction of black women compared to Tyler Perry's Temptation, a film by Tyler Ta- Ta- I am convinced, I am convinced that 100 years from now, when people are writing dissertations on Tyler Perry, somebody is going to get a PhD in sociology or urban studies or film theory. And their dissertation is going to be on Tyler Perry's Temptation, a film by Tyler Perry. Wait until you see this thing, Lynn.
1: Here's the thing, though. When we do review Tyler Perry's Temptation, a
0: A film film. by Tyler Perry, because you got to get all that in there. Yeah.
1: When we do review that, we're going to have to do two reviews. We have to do the review, the Michelle Mission review, me and you. And then we have to have a review with maybe one or two black women. And I say that because as I sat looking over the computer at why did I get married Too, there were two women watching this film. Yes. One in their 40s, mm-hmm. one in their 20s. Okay. They both... Love the film
0: It is the Tyler Perry conundrum
1: they both could not they 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 could not understand um my thoughts on its depiction of black women they did they, they did not agree with it, however, they could not um they could not form any sentences. To counter my thoughts on the movies. I'm going
0: to tell you how Tyler Perry gets over. Because once a woman learns her place. She can get. A oily. Usually light skin muscle man at the end of her journey. Like, when she plays her position, like, when she stops being so haughty and stop being so sort of career-minded and and she becomes a God-fearing, home-cooking, missionary, sex-having woman, she can get to rock. Or Shamar Moore. Or someone else real greased up.
1: Boris Klojov
0: you know somebody real greased up that like I'm a working man like I'm a working man but somehow I maintain this body that clearly you spend a lot of time in the gym but I, I works real hard and and you know wait until we see Tyler Perry Temptation, a film by Tyler Perry
1: I'm looking forward to it Yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: well for now we have just watched Chris Rock Rosaria Dawson JB Smoove Leslie Jones Kevin Hart Tracy Morgan and even Ben Vereen yeah in 2014's Top 5 what's up this is Andre Allen and when I listen to satellite radio I listen to serious Hits 1 that's good just uh just make
0: it a little funnier funnier? put a little stank on it Tank. Nice
1: and funny. Go! What's up, mother? This is my Andre Allen. Or scratch my nuts, that is. First take was good.
0: In 2005, Time magazine voted today's guest the funniest man in America. By 2010, the former stand up hit it big with Hammy the Bear 1, 2, and 3.
1: You got Hammer time! It's Hammer time!
0: you can also see him getting married to reality star erica long
1: where's my kiss do we have to do this on camera not on camera it doesn't exist I don't feel like doing funny movies anymore. I don't feel funny. Save some of that stuff for your Times interview. I just want a decent story. You give me a couple of really honest things, I will be more than fair. This is Chelsea Brown. She's doing a story on me. No snitching. Come to me, baby girl. I'm going to turn over like an apple pie. You know what? You just ate an apple pie, you fat mother. I love myself. Things are changing. You need to wake up and smell the progress. No, no, no. You things never change. Thank God things change. look at this. Black man trying to get a cab in New York City. Taxi, taxi, Ah! yeah. Do you think the wedding is hurting me? Are you kidding me? Andre, this thing flops. We could be talking dancing with the stars, man. Hold on, hold on. What is going on? Where's everybody running to? Zoolander's in the conference room. Ben Still is in the conference. These white people don't tell me. Why don't you just skip the hat questions and go right to something good? Alright. How come we're not funny anymore? Everybody's funny or drunk. You ever see Oprah drunk? She's hysterical. This my town. Anything you need, you let her brother know. We
0: drink, serve. You want some there, sir? Uh. I got married a lot
1: of times. I wasn't into the wedding. I should have been into the guy, as you should be into the girl. My top five is Jay, Nas, Scarface, Rakim, and then I might let Biggie get in there. My sixth man's L.L. Cool J. Before the show! Oh my before God. the show! <laughs> hey, Dre, you mind if I get some of them hangers, man? I need some wooden hangers. Oh, damn it. They got the... They got the lock on them. <laughs> they got the lock on them. They hip to your boy.
0: Top five 2014's Andre Allen is a successful comedian who has transitioned into the acting world, and he is having a series of challenges when this film opens he is best known for his role as hammy who is a person in a bear outfit I'm, it's never quite clear whether or not it's supposed to be an actual bear or somebody in a bear outfit I think it's
1: supposed to
0: be a, an actual it's an actual bear. bear and he is a policeman and he has been in three movies and they are both 100 post 100 million dollar blockbusters and although he was at one point a serious comedian this is what he is known as but to try and get away from this he has just made a movie called Uprise Mm -hmm. which is his serious foray into historical black drama about Haiti's slave uprising right Andre Allen played of course by Chris Rock is engaged to be married to his fiancee
1: Erica Lee. Er Erica Long. Erica
0: Long, played by Gabrielle Union, and she is a reality star, so that there are cameras following him around. And he has to spend the day with a New York Times reporter, Chelsea Brown, played by Rosario Dawson. And throughout this day, he will talk about his hopes, his dreams, his fears. He will check in with his family. He will learn secrets about himself as well as Chelsea Brown. You have J.B. Smooth as his assistant slash best friend. And as Lynn said, there are a series of extended cameos and people showing up in this film. Um, Chris Rock directed and wrote top five from 2014 and you know Lynn as you said you chose this film
1: yes now I should um, begin this uh, my little dissertation here with one caveat now as I have always that I have said it here on the Michelle mission and I'll say it to anybody within the sound of my voice that Nia Long is my stars my sun and my moon
0: Yes, yes, you are on record as saying that.
1: My earth Uh -uh. will forever be Rosario Dawson. Where Nia Long, as much as I adore Nia Long, um, I can watch a movie and I can see Nia Long not doing her best work. Okay, I can see Nia Long being a part of maybe what's wrong with a particular film that she might be in. You know what I mean? Okay. I have a blind spot when it comes to Rosario Dawson. Okay.
0: In your defense, I would argue that Rosario Dawson's filmography is objectively better than Neil yes, Long's.
1: It is, and and while the times have been probably just as many as Neil Long has faced, Rosario Dawson has, I think. Been a little bit more choosy in her roles. Okay. That she's picked. uh, And thus has been allowed the opportunity to show a little bit more range. Right, 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 right. Talent than Neil Long. But nevertheless.
0: Some might make the argument that because she is an African American, she has gotten more opportunities. I think it's worth saying that out loud. Fair, fair enough. So, but go ahead.
1: Um, That being said, when she does. Regardless of what she's in, Rosario Dawson to me is just doing good work. Okay, she she sometimes is the best thing about some you know middling projects, but uh, she does great work. Okay, she is captivating to watch in everything.
0: Absolutely, I, I absolutely and, agree with and
1: you. And never and never more so than in Top Five. I found, oh wow, I found myself um, just. Trapped, looking at her every time she's on the screen, which is why I wanted to select this movie because <laughs> while I, you know, kind of enjoyed it the, my first time that I saw it back in 2014, mm-hmm. I I knew that I needed to revisit it to give it a true, you know, uh, appreciation. Okay, because. When I saw it in 2014, I saw it on the big screen and I was affixed by Rosaria Dawson's eyes. And they just swept me away. All right. Now I really needed to watch it and give it its just due because I did have some thoughts about that first screening and I wanted to make sure whether or not they were actually true. Okay. And they were true. And what they were is this This is Chris Rock, as you said, he, he wrote it, he directed it. He stars in this film. Um, it's the story of a comedian who's had a meteoric rise in the movies that has gotten away from him, made him become a little bit of a uh, a, a, a a cartoon of himself. Yes, uh, and got him caught up in all types of uh, Hollywood and drug-addled uh, mishaps, and is now trying to find his way. Again, trying to find his way to be serious, as he says, trying to find, trying to find his smile again, his happy place, or whatever. Um, and in that, it's not. It, it, it's a great idea for a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's starring the wrong comedian. Mm. This, this is this is. The Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, that Eddie Murphy needs. Oh,
0: you know how you're in class and you know the answer, and then a dude raises his hand before you and answers it first.
1: <laughs> That's what this is. This is, this is, I mean, it, it's it's written all over the screen.
0: It's gonna be one of them boring episodes where we just sit and, and agree with each other back and forth. Well, I, Go I ahead. I don't know about that. I don't know about that necessarily.
1: Um, because, it, 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 because uh, the writing of the, the, the writing of the movie is not bad. There are some there are some troubling spots, mm-hmm. um, especially with its depiction and its treatment of almost all of the women characters in this film. Hmm. Uh, that not that notwithstanding, the the idea that it's this character study of this comedian and and him being self reflective of how he got to where he is and how does he pull himself up from where he is uh is i it it, it it is the the epitome it's it's Jojo dancer ultra mm-hmm. prior movie mm-hmm. yeah and it's the Eddie Murphy movie that he hasn't made. Well okay, go ahead with finish. Chris with Chris Rock starring in it i don't i don't know i don't i think Chris is miscasting this film in two ways one, he's miscast as the actor because, mm-hmm. because there are opportunities there are opportunities to really sink your teeth into some of these words into some of these scenes. Some of the um, some of the back and forth, even though it's meant to be kind of just banter of getting to know you between him and Rosario Dawson's character Chelsea Brown, as they you know go through the city and kind of like introducing themselves to each other's lives. It's supposed to come off as just like you know just friendly banter, kind of like flirting, but also offering windows into each other's worlds there are opportunities even in those moments even in the humor of those moments for there to be real exploration and and um, depth to show through the unfortunate part about it is that Chris Chris Rock is not the actor to bring that out Chris Rock acts very much with his eyes and thus that becomes very distracting because that's his eyes are very big right so you're, you're you're fixed on his eyes, which which he's trying to give off this emotion, and it 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 just doesn't work. He's miscast as the actor, and now I think he's also miscast as the director because hmm. the there are there's some there's some nice turns in this film as a director um, that kind of like have a little bit of. You know, uh, 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 verve to them. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm speaking primarily of the scene when he goes to visit, like his whole family in the project. Oh, of course. You
0: know, of course, of course.
1: Like that whole scenario, starting with when he runs into his pop, then on the street, and then all the way up into the the house where you see, you know, you've got um, you got Leslie Jones and Tracy Tracy Morgan and Sherry Shepard in there that that whole scene and the way that this whole uh, it, it, it plays out is like it's great it's it's maybe the best thing of, of the film I
0: actually put in my notes is perfection like that yeah, that scene is, is that is perfection that it scene is.
1: but uh, there's a part of me that wonders how much of that is truly the direction and how much of it is the editing because the editing actually works with that. I how it cuts to, you know, them being in the living room and then cuts to somebody on the video and then cuts to somebody in the bedroom. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right, and, right, And and you know, maybe I'm selling his direction his direction short. Okay. In this, but the fact that you don't feel that real verve any place else in the movie leads me to believe that that was the editor like like making making magic out of what was maybe a whole bunch of scenery scenes that was shot in in that area um I just i I just spent my whole time watching that film um and and don't get me wrong I am a huge chris rock fan i, I, I of I, course but I spent that whole film just wanting. To see Eddie in that, yeah, yeah, because I think Eddie, I think Eddie Murphy is a very underrated actor. Um, uh, but I also think Eddie, Eddie is a person who, for whatever reason, because I don't know the man, um, has not made good movies in a long time.
0: I'm hard pressed
1: to think of the really last good movie that was an Eddie Murphy movie. He's been right, 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 right. Say what you want about dream girls but he really was a very small role in that
0: you know? right right um, right uh,
1: uh, it, I, I really came away from this film wanting wanting to see Eddie in there to really bring that film, film to life some, there, are, there are moments of the film that are very funny you know j b smooth he, you know, he 's always you know, uh, good for a laugh um, uh, the, the whole that whole scene Tracy Morgan is funny the whole scene at at the bachelor party not so much Adam Sandler and not so much Whoopi Goldberg who is obviously there on a break from the view but Jerry Seinfeld is just having fun uh just being you know uber Jerry right and I, right and I actually actually really laughed out loud at that um the story itself I think is very thin I think it's just I think it's a bunch of scenes trying to find some connective tissue that you know meanders its way to something I see where they're trying to go I see where they're trying to get at but I think that with so thin a story with us with a story that is dependent on you being uh invested in the two leads, mm-hmm. Chelsea and Andre. That's it's all the more imperative that you have a stronger actor in that lead role to me. Um and that's ultimately one of the families of this film. As well as and we can touch on it a little bit later, like I said Every woman in this movie, every single woman in this movie does something incredibly troubling uh that mm. I don't feel would have happened um it, it, I, I just i just i I actually am surprised that happens considering Chris Rock wrote this film um, considering how thoughtful of a comedian and uh, and a person right he is, right especially when you hear him in his interviews in his um, in his appreciation of uh, uh, women and black actresses and everything like that um, to think of the roles that they are asked to play and the words that they are they are uh, the characters that they are portraying in this film and I think that they came from his pen uh, in this for this film it really kind of let me down so ultimately uh, I just I can't ride with top five I like so I've
0: seen this movie three times now I saw it when it came out in the movies I saw it on and, and I loved it when I saw it in the movies I saw it on like when it first came out on cable and I liked it Okay, and I watched it this morning And I liked it again, but there was, you know, because I saw it this morning after a couple of things, I really did go, ugh. Like, there are so many parts of this movie that I like. Like,
1: I love, like, the top five. Culture Kings is a podcast on the How Stuff Works Network, hosted by comedians Jackie's Neal and Edgar Montplacier. Every Wednesday and Friday, these two friends dive into topics ranging from sports, music, to movies, style. They wonder whether or not Donald Glover is a genius or a weirdo. They continuously decipher Kanye West's tweets and behavior. They also have recurring segments like Queen of the Week, The List, and top fives like Marvel movies and video games. Listen to culture kings and subscribe on apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast and find out the best way to eat a taco no what's the best way to eat a taco that's with your hands
0: with your hands also with salsa on top of everything to hold the ingredients down it's like a layer it's the layer, right so that the lettuce doesn't fall off
1: can't have falling lettuce
0: is my favorite argument like that is my all-time favorite argument, arguing about your your top 5 MCs. <laughs> and I think that tells you I think that is a very specific type of argument mm-hmm. and I think it tells you so much about the person. About the person. So I love that as sort of the hook. You know who's your top five. Even though when you watch it, they don't actually do it that much. Like it's like an hour into a movie, to the movie almost. Yeah. Before it comes up, like it's not like high fidelity where it's kind of an ongoing theme. Yeah. So I like that part of it. Um, there are scenes in this thing that that you know I love as you know kind of scene to scene. You know, we talked about the scene with his family, which you know again I I think I think that is sheer. Perfection, like from the moment Ben Vereen calls him Hollywood, mm-hmm. until the moment he leaves, I think it's I, I i think it's perfect, and I would I would love to see that movie, mm-hmm. like the movie about this this superstar in his family yeah. and the way they interact, and you know I love the fact that like everybody is a com- I mean Ben Vereen is Ben Vereen, so he's just everything, but like everybody else is a comedian, yeah. except for Weezy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not his name he's the actor that plays Wee Bay right. in, in The Wire but it's like it's all, And then he's in there too because of course right. It's always that one guy so you know I love That scene um, You know isolated I think the Houston Scene
1: is hilarious
0: With um, With, with uh, Cedric, Cedric the Entertainer,
1: Cedric Entertainer As uh, JD right? As JD Jazzy D Jazzy D
0: you know he's running Houston You know
1: just as an isolated Scene I think
0: it's hilarious, but you know, much like you, I I, I think, and this goes, you know, two things have been ha- two things happen that have been on my mind when I watched this morning that made me think. The first is that Mr. Church is actually out or coming out. Like I yeah. actually don't know where Mr. Church is because I have no intentions of seeing Mr. Church ever yeah. until like two thousand fifty, where we have to do it for this show. <laughs> But the important thing, Eddie Murphy movie. the important thing about that is that Eddie Murphy is doing press. Yeah. And, you know, right. to me, one of the saddest things that ever happened with Eddie Murphy was the transvestite incident because mm-hmm. he stopped coming around. Right. And I think Eddie Murphy is is one of these transcendent figures. I mean, it, appropriately enough, um, Chris Rock's character says it in the movie, like I saw Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy. Within two weeks of each other, and Eddie Murphy was better. Yeah, like I think Eddie Murphy is just this, and and he's just he's just this magnetic figure. And much like you, he's been on my mind. So I was watching it, going, Oh I wish Eddie Murphy would have played this role." Because the thing is, you said you know Richard Pryor made you know JoJo dancer, but Eddie Murphy has never made this movie. But he kind of sort of did there's an embedded version of his Jojo Dancer movie in Bowfinger.
1: A little bit. Yes. Because,
0: a little bit, a little bit. you know, Kit Kincaid yeah. is Eddie Murphy's critique of Eddie Murphy at that moment. Like, that's young Eddie right. Murphy. Right. So, like, I would love to see 50-year-old Eddie Murphy in this role. And I agree with everything you said. I think Chris Rock is a great writer. Like, like I actually love... love this script, I, I, I actually love the... I think I love my wife's script. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much he wrote it. I know he and Louis C.K. Uh, either shared script writing, dudes. But, you know, I'm a fan of Pootie Tang. You, you know, I think Pootie Tang was... um Maybe was too smart for its own good. For what it was trying to do. Yeah, But, you know, I think I, I like Chris Rock's writing as far as his direction... You know, you can always make the editor argument with this stuff. Like back to Star Wars. Like I actually was listening to Patton Oswalt. He made that argument about Star Wars and and that first star Wars. the first star. I think he may have made it about Star Wars and Empire. Okay, that they were good because of the editor. And you know, I you know, I give or take that. I will say this. I always say that nobody shoots New York like New Yorkers. Like there's something about. New York when a New Yorker shoots it That it feels like New York mm-hmm. And this felt like They were walking through New York It did So I give I don't I don't mind his direction I think Chris Rock is a bad actor I think he's skittery I think he's jittery I think he doesn't look like he's comfortable in his own skin right. I think that manic energy That makes him such a good Stand up completely works against him as an actor and in a film like this where you know i remember the the press around it and and, you know for years he's been saying like you know he's he's a he's a fan of french cinema and you know he name-checked before sunrise like he really wanted this to be this sort of introspective kind of slow walking talking film and chris rock is just not
1: can't do that
0: person yeah to carry it like that, and and you know, kind of like you said, I was thinking you need somebody who has leading man capabilities. You need somebody who has a warmth. You need somebody who you would believe as a comedian. Mm-hmm. And I and I did. I said the same thing. I was like, oh, I wish Eddie Murphy would have made this. Yeah. The other thing that I think this film kind of suffers for is that th- th- there are these. Kind of really abrupt tone shifts a lot of, them. and I see what he was doing, like I do think that there is a certain level of absurdity that comes, you know frankly, with just being black, like just kind of being black in the United States, I think that so much of it is absurd, yeah, and when you add fame and and wealth because i do I do get the sense that a lot of a, a lot of the details in this film come from his experience Mm -hmm. just sort of being in that weird black wealthy rich cocoon yeah but he doesn't do it that well and the other thing that happened that made me think of it is like i wish atlanta had been out already because i think atlanta captures that black absurdity perfectly
1: Yes, Atlanta, the
0: the television show, uh, Donald Glover's television show, show. where you do have these moments where it's like it's absurd, but it's sad and it's dangerous and it's everything that just sort of you know day to day life,
1: and the absurdity is that absurdity of reality that you speak of that this film tries to evoke but because it's in the trappings of this you know this super rich celebrity and and this this uh this this uh, uh tv star wife and everything like yeah, that yeah
0: and and also i it think he lost. i think he falls victim to his baser instincts and sort of his inner 12 year old like i said the the houston scene is hilarious it is. by itself like it like if fun. somebody kind of showed it but it's very it's very juvenile yes it's very kind of you know broad and base mm-hmm. in its humor mm-hmm. and then the the when chelsea talks about her barely closeted boyfriend that whole scenario is is just you know again it's very over the top it's right. very kind of juvenile i can see why someone thought this was funny yes and again sort of isolated it's funny but if but if you're trying to make this film mm-hmm. it doesn't fit in the film now there's one scene that i thought he kind of modulated it just right like I really enjoy the scene at the end with DMX Okay. like I thought that was just right where it was supposed to be so that you know between the the miscasting of the leading man and these tone things again it's a lot in this that I like Uh, Gabrielle like when you said the women were problematic like I'm waiting to hear what you said because I actually like some of the women in this. Like I think Gabrielle's. Gabriel, like
1: them as far as their, their work in it. I
0: think they are complex. Fully formed characters. Like they're not necessarily anybody. You want your daughter to grow up. To become necessarily. But I thought the three scenes. And she's barely in two of the scenes. That Gabrielle Union is in. As this sort of. 21st century. Reality star. I thought they were really well done and that when she kind of has her almost breakdown and talks about, you know, everything that Andre has as far as talent and this and that. And and she doesn't have anything. I like that's the first time I ever cared about any of these people like the reality show people. And I liked that and I could have watched a movie. About that, like about her life, as a, like Gabrielle Union and the Erica Long spin off, where it's a movie about her and, um, what's my man's name? Romano?
1: Romani, uh, Romani, uh, Malco.
0: Romani Malco, another Andy actor Barnes. who doesn't work enough, by the way.
1: No, no, he's another actor who. in the blood of children because the man does not age
0: oh i mean you talking about him what i was about to say about gabrielle union and and gabrielle union i think her two problems and i'm putting problems in quotes first of all she's too gorgeous and i don't think people like we talk about all these shows but quietly being mary jane is a clinic that she's putting on right now. Like, I don't know if people are watching being Mary Jane or if it cuts too close to the bone, but Gabrielle Union is amazing in being Mary Jane. But A
1: Okay, well, that that's something for the bench lounge. That's the other show. That's the other show.
0: A she's too pretty. Mm-hmm. So I don't think people kind of take and and you know, the funny thing is like I like I, I I'm friends with a few people who are good friends with her, mm-hmm. and apparently she's prettier in person which is just unfair I, like I just feel like that's that's just bad form that like but a b you're talking about Romani Malco you understand bring it on came out like 20 years ago right yeah, true, true, true. every time I see Gabriel Union I feel like a dude is about to jump out the bushes and Queen starts playing and he's <laughs> about to try and cut her head off and say there can only be one because I'm pretty sure she's 137 years old.
1: So I like her. I, I will have to say I will have to say that uh that scene that you that you spoke of when she is on the phone and kind of like it's it it um gives the the speech that everybody's waiting for Kim Kardashian to give. Um I do have to say that I did feel that a little bit. I did. Rosario
0: Dawson, this sort of quick embedded story of these four generations of Dominican women. Mm-hmm. Rosario Dawson, her mother, her, her daughter, Rosario Dawson's daughter and her mother who she lives with. And then that quick flashback with her grandmother speaking Spanish. Yes. I would watch that show every week. Yeah, about see, the four generations of these women,
1: but that's super quick in this in this film. I it, mean, this is I mean, this is the film now. It's lip service in this film, and, L- then-
0: and let me just finish because I, I I had to get like I have to give credit okay. where credit is okay. due. This is the only thing I've seen Leslie Jones in that I liked her.
1: She Leslie Jones is funny in this film, but but think of what her character not just
0: is. funny but good. Like she's part of that. Like I love her, and I'm, I need to. I need. I probably need to stop calling him WeeBay. I love her in WeeBay's relationship. <laughs> keep calling him I'm just gonna call the man WeeBay. I was calling him WeeBay and Clockers. Oh, that's WeeBay.
1: <laughs> I like Sherry Shepherd. I did like her. I did like her. But see, but but Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones is good in this film. Sherry Shepherd is kind of good in this film. Yeah, but but think of the, the character that Leslie Jones is playing. She basically is playing uh, this this loud loud woman that is like constantly beating down on her husband.
0: But they love each other.
1: Okay, they lo- okay, but still she
0: does a lap dance for him at the club.
1: She, she's shown as this like. This huge berating, you I mean, know, like woman in this film.
0: Look, I am not trying to get into it. that's sort of Leslie Jones saying at least is. Well, I am just saying, you know, it's I'm not sa- the joke. I am a big attractive, I am a big unattractive, sexually aggressive black woman trying to have sex with a white man, and isn't that funny?
1: I am just saying, as Sherry Shepard is is shown as you know the ex that let him get away. Yes, you know, and and it's still kind of secretly like you know. Hugging him like you know, yeah, Yo, you know, name not by the word, bro. You know what I mean? Like, and then even more. And the one scene that uh Gabrielle Union is gives in this film, uh that one scene, notwithstanding, for the most part, she's coming. Ac- she comes across in this film as this vapid. Yes. You know, person that is all into herself and even with that speech with
0: seething insecurities
1: yes but even with that speech she still is all about her yes all about her you know what I'm saying so so with all of that the truly most to me you know well rounded character in here is Chelsea Brown Rosario Dawson. Well, she's the main character. Exactly, this reporter who, yes, she ha- she has uh, a double life because she does reviews of movies under a guy's name, under, under a guy's uh, pseudonym, uh, under which she has totally ripped up Andre's movies left and right. Yet she is a reporter and she does like some other writing under another pseudonym, right, right. But she does some reporting and profiles under her name. Yes. And it is, and it is that it is under her name and under her own self, her own guise, in which she is going to do this profile of Andre. Primarily because she saw him back in college. She she thought he was a great comedian and wondered wh- where did it go wrong because she could see where his com- where his career has gone. So she wanted to, to explore that. So she uh, ponied up to, to do this profile, right? Okay. Um, and She's shown, you know, throughout this movie as doing what it has to do to get such a a good profile. You know, it, it getting trying to uh, get closer to your subject to a point so that your subject feels close enough to you, so that some of the guards can drop down. And you can, re- and you, uh, the subject can re- reveal something. Of himself, you know, uh, so that it will make the profile that much better, and then at answer her own questions about him. Right? Okay. So she's she's being, um, yes, charming and all that, but she's being a reporter. She at the at, at the heart, she's doing her job. Okay. Right.
0: What's the problem?
1: The problem is, is that now all of a sudden she has to be kissing the guy and um, breaking off into the bathroom and about to get it off. And now, all of a sudden, this guy is supposed to be, you know, her prince charming for whom you know, her Cinderella complexity. Right, 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 she, right, right. She leaves something, uh, uh, leave something for him. Now, now, never mind that Chris Rock is not the actor for that role because there's right, right. no kind of chemistry between them right. that would e- that, you know, you as the viewer should have evoked that type of emotion from her. Right. So never mind that. That's, that's a spoiling on him. But th- that character as was written for most of the movie when she makes that turn that seemed totally left for that character
0: i, I and i
1: didn't i i didn't appreciate it i don't i, I, didn't I think it rang rang true at all. I,
0: I think that's a good argument i think the whole cinderella storyline was clunky just in general i think you know i think anytime you evoke those fairy tales mm mm-hmm you're in dangerous territory. Mm-hmm. Like, any kind of my knight in shining armor stuff. So I'll grant you that. But you know it is? Like, that's the movie. Like, that's what this movie is. Um, See, but that's the movie as written well, by Chris no, Rock. No, no, no. Right, right, right. Chris Rock
1: would not have gone I
0: don't, I don't, I think, I think, I mean, I'm not a, a romantic comedy guy. but But I do think that there are certain aspects to... Romantic comedies that you either kind of buy or you don't, and I can t- like, like I have no problem with somebody saying that you know that this is sort of my night in shining up now.
1: I hear you on that, but the, but 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 Vince, up until that point, honestly, for real, does this movie really feel like a romantic comedy?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think I think from I think what it wanted to tell you throughout the film that these were two people that got each other they're both in situations with people again it's it's sort of a romantic romance 101 like i'm in a situation with this man but he doesn't really get me i'm in a situation with this woman and she doesn't really get me and then we're thrown together for whatever reason See, but that's and then the we... two
1: stories are played at the same level and there's two stories that are never played at the same level this right story th- this movie's propelling force is all about the story of chris rock and uh, all the trappings around around Him and she is our window into that world.
0: I think I think you're right, and in a lot of ways, I think the film kind of gets that because you know I like actually if if you if you swallow the Cinderella thing. You know, women, and I've you know I've heard people say, you know, I don't know how true it is or not." I've never left nothing nowhere, but I've heard you know men and women have left things so that they can go back. So, but if you you know if you kind of buy
1: that watch Seinfeld with George Lees,
0: if you buy this conceit that you know women leave things because we're talking about women in this particular instance that women leave things places to give them a reason to come back. I thought it was played as subtly as it could be played, where she leaves her shoe in his bag at the end. So we don't see him go back. We don't see him rush up the steps and kiss her. No, I, I you know, sweep it. her off her. You know, he doesn't go into the factory and love lifts us up where we belong. Is playing and right, he's right, carrying right. and and you I know you, it, you know so you know, it's, it's, you know is you know is just silk's smile which. I'm talking about calling him WeeBay. I don't care what JB Smooth is in. I always call him Truckee because that was his name <laughs> in Pootie Tang. <laughs> like every time I've seen, it, like Truckee is doing real well for himself. But I can't really, I can't really fight you on that. Like I I can't. I think, I, yeah, I I don't. I mean, I'm not going to say I agree with you because it didn't bother me as much. Mm-hmm. But I absolutely can see your read of that. All I will say is I think what we got of that character and what she said and what she brought to his life in the film kind of helped him cut through the the madness and and in a lot of ways what he said to her you know about you have to be honest like like I think the first thing he says or was she said you know I do this on the side I do that on the side and he says to her oh it's nice to do a whole bunch of stuff on the side so you never actually have to be good at any one thing mm-hmm. like I thought that you know he kind of planted that and then that was sort of the subtext in her head for the rest of the movie when she's sort of thinking about things and her and Brad and breaking up you know she felt mm-hmm. vulnerable because her and Brad broke up um there were things that bothered me more in this film than that. Like, I never actually would have thought about that part of it as something to say, oh, that kind of, but, but, you know, I
1: think that's, you know, my What's right. one thing that bothered you more? Um,
0: I thought Hammy was distracting. Like, I understand what he was going for, and in fact, I heard Chris Rock say that one of the Madagascar films, like, not the first one, but one of the sequels, to madagascar mm. has made more money than all of his films combined I can believe that. so that he said if you think about it more people know me as and i don't know the zebra's name but right. as the zebra right then they do as chris rock and i understand i can see how that might mess with your head a little bit yeah. but this whole conceit of hammy in the costume and it Again, to me, this was another one of those moments where the film that you tell me that you're making, again, this sort of subtle, understated, almost character study, this pulls me out immediately. Like every time I saw him in a costume, like I would rather he had gone full bore and actually had an animated hammy, Yeah, you know, to, to kind of mirror this zebra a bit. So that bothered me. And then frankly I was like sort of vaguely offended by Uprise. Like like there was a part by of me his
1: face the,
0: the by poster? by him sort of mocking this this sort of sentiment of of we're going to make this historical this this historical um account of the slave uprising in Haiti and he kind of plays it as farce. Like like you keep seeing him with the machete, and he looks ridiculous, and he's supposed to look ridiculous.
1: No, I actually think he's supposed to. I think
0: he was think playing it for to, laughs. He, he's
1: supposed to. He, he's playing it for laughs in the movie, but the scene itself is supposed to be serious.
0: It's supposed to be serious, but this is somebody who made this film who does not take that seriously. Does that make Does that make sense? Who like, does not take that, right that
1: that. that, that uh, the The, subject matter the
0: subject matter not the subject matter but this sort of concept of this type of film okay like like the person who wrote this film I suspect rolls their eyes at Birth of a Nation Okay. so that bothered that and Hammy bothered me more than any other thing Hammy bothered me within the film Uprise bothered me just on a level I can't quite put my finger on, like.
1: Quick aside, you mentioned Birth of a Nation. Which yes. You, which you haven't seen. I've have not. I've seen it. Yeah. Your girl, Gabrielle Union.
0: Yeah, I heard. I know. I know.
1: Man, i I, I,
0: I know. She talks about her op-ed.
1: New, new, newfound respect.
0: Oh man, let me tell you, Gabrielle Union is the truth.
1: Yeah.
0: That's she's one of my blind spots. Like this is the first time Gabby's come up. I call her Gab because in my head we're friends. I don't mean any disrespect. I, I don't mean any disrespect. Ms. Union. Or, or Ms. Ms. Union w- Wade. Yeah, whatever title that you would like me to call you. Yeah, I don't mean no disrespect. Um, but yeah. I, I su- When I read it I wasn't surprised at that at all. Because I, you know, I think she's a very intelligent woman. But um. That bothered me more than what. You were talking about. Um. The other thing and and back to the uprise. Well, that's not fair because it's not this movie. I was about to bring in my 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 one bamboozled critique. Like like this sort of and it kind of speaks to what you were saying about women like Tyler Perry. Like I think I I think I don't think you can dismiss large groups of people that like something as stupid. Like you no, can't no, just no. say. Now I'm not saying that's what you were saying, but but I, I do know one of sort of so like sort of the generalized critique mm-hmm. of Tyler Perry fans is that well you know they they just don't understand things right. about good films, and I I would have liked to have seen more of that in in his sort of Uprise like you know he has that that quick little scene where it's a line out the door to go see the silly Tyler Perry movie boo which we've talked about this before say what you want about Tyler Perry and God knows we say what we want about Tyler Perry but it cracks me up that he took that diss and he gonna make some money off of it because you know he didn't made a he I think he actually made that movie and now he gonna make more money off that movie than Chris Rock probably made off a top five
1: yeah. Yes. It, 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 fortunately for him, Top Five did make money. It didn't make oh money. yeah. yeah, yeah. They make a, a ton of money.
0: Yeah. It make yeah. Money. So so that bothered me more than everything that you said. But you know, overall, I like Top Five. I liked Top Five, and and I still like Top Five. Do I think? I think the frustrating thing about Top Five is that I could see if I squint my eyes, I could see how I would have loved Top Five. So. Really? There you go.
1: Well, according to Rotten Tomatoes, the film got eighty-six percent approval rating, uh, with the critic consensus being that as that as smart, funny, and trenchant as trenchant, trenchant yeah, as writer-director-star Chris Rock's best stand-up work. Top five is a career highlight for its creator and one of the comedy standouts of twenty fourteen. The movie was made. On a $12 million budget, it grossed twenty six, just uh, north of $26 million.
0: Okay, not bad. Not bad. I have to say, the $12 million budget, somebody took a pay cut. <laughs> I suspect Chris Rock took a pay cut.
1: You think? Yeah. yeah
0: probably. $12 million for the whole thing?
1: Uh, I mean... Craft
0: services? Costumes? Lights? Salaries? Twelve million for the whole
1: thing? Hey, I think I I, I suspect that more than a few people did it. You know, did it on on a strength. Yeah, so you know, I don't, think, I don't think Jerry Seinfeld. I mean, would... he's
0: only in it for a second. But I'm talking about people who actually weren't in it.
1: Okay. you know,
0: so I say all that to say this is not a workable formula for him to make films going forward. I think it is a workable. formula. Yeah, I think Gabriel Union might do you a solid this time. I think Chris Rock is going to do Chris Rock a solid this time. Be, uh,
1: uh, 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 I, we'll, we'll say.
0: We'll yeah, say. but I liked it. I liked it. I, I think, it, you, you know, there are problems with it, but it's my, you know, it's not damning with faint praise, because I really do love I Think I Love My Wife, Um, but it's my favorite Chris Rock movie. Hmm. I like it more than CB4, and I love CB4. I have to see...
1: B- See, see before again. I haven't seen it since... I
0: like it better than Pootie Tang, and I love Pootie Tang. I haven't seen that in a while, either. Yeah. So, you know. I haven't
1: seen that in a while. Uh, we asked on Twitter, we, we... I put a poll question up on Twitter, mm-hmm. I should say, uh, asking people um, who, which comedian has had the best movie career uh, between... Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Chris Rock, and Kevin Hart.
0: I'm assuming people say Eddie Murphy.
1: Yeah, so far it's like a 100%. Yeah, so I mean, you for, know. Uh, Eddie Murphy.
0: I wish, I wish Kevin Hart.
1: Kevin Hart is, is kind of funny. In I wish in this
0: Kevin movie. Hart going forward. I hope he makes more more challenging choices or more um how do I want to say this? I think Kevin Hart is at the point where he's he's striking while it's hot. So he's just making everything. Yeah. But I like Kevin Hart. I actually like Kevin Hart as an actor. Like I think I think Kevin Hart has has presence. That That you know a lot of these people, like I think Kevin Hart has more film presence than Martin Lawrence and Chris Rock, like when you think about these black actors who have transitioned out of stand up into films, mm-hmm. I like Kevin Hart as a comedic actor more than pretty much any of the of sort of the black comedians since. Maybe like like even Chris Tucker like Chris Tucker didn't do a lot of stuff. Chris but
1: didn't do enough. But I think I think, ironically
0: I like Mike Epps in serious roles.
1: It's serious roles.
0: Serious roles like I like Mike Epps the uh, the serious actor. Okay. You know
1: I'm trying to think of him in a serious role.
0: Uh, in um the Sparkle remake.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I actually like him in a, a movie that was much better than it had any right to be. Jumping the broom, the uh, T D. Jake's movie.
1: Oh, I didn't see that. I know. I think I did see that. Yeah,
0: much thought- better than it really should have been. Like I remember being forty five minutes into it. Like this is much better than I thought it was going
1: to be. I'm not saying I'm liking it, but I'm not turning the channel. Right, you know, right, right. Like yeah, how yeah, I was, I that too. this is better than
0: I thought it would be. I you know, so um,
1: Kevin Hart, that's an interesting one. Kevin Hart and um his presence, I, I do think he does have a presence and much more of a presence than Martin Lawrence. I've never enjoyed Martin Lawrence in the movies.:
0: I got a whole theory. I got a whole theory, and I know because I, I swear we weren't going to run super long tonight. Deaf comedy jam destroyed a lot of these dudes' ability to become actors.
1: Because they started
0: the nature of the comp, You know, what? so just to go back to Eddie Murphy real quick. We all talk and they say it in here. Bill Cosby, best storyteller ever. You know, people, they talk comedians. Bill Cosby, greatest storyteller ever, ever to do it. Bill Cosby, greatest storyteller. Go back and watch Delirious and watch Raw. Eddie Murphy is almost as good of a storyteller, if not as good of a storyteller. As Bill Cosby?
1: Yes, but he's he's channeling Bill Cosby. He,
0: no, it's not that he like you said that like that's some easy thing.
1: No, it's not easy because Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. Look, you said Eddie Murphy's like this transient. No, uh,
0: no, but I guess I guess my point is there was time for him to do that. Like, like I think Def Comedy Jam kind of set up this rhythm where you have to have this staccato delivery. Okay. Because the audiences aren't trained to wait for the joke. okay. So like when you look at how Eddie Murphy would build these stories, mm-hmm. that would never go over post-Deaf Comedy Jam. And you look at all of the comedians, Chris Rock, Dave Ch- you know the big one, the, the big quote-unquote black ones. Dave Chappelle. Not Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle but, is not a good storyteller.
1: Oh, I totally disagree. He I is totally not a,
0: Kevin Hart you. is a better storyteller than Dave Chappelle and he has figured it out how to pepper jokes within the narrative.
1: I totally disagree with you. Give me
0: one good Dave Chappelle story from his stand up.
1: Dave Chappelle I can give you a couple. He did a story, he does, does a story about being uh, driven by a limousine driver. Yes, with,
0: with the baby, with the baby reading. How long is that story?
1: That story is maybe a good like five ten minutes.
0: I don't think that story is that long.
1: Okay, it's, it, maybe it's not that long. It's probably but it's probably a good five three to five minutes, which is long for a story in a stand up, and it, it and it, it's excellent. Then he does another story. He did a he did a story about how he was driving with his with his uh, white friend, and
0: the cop stops him. Cox, Cox That's Cox. like forty five seconds.
1: No, because there's a whole buildup to That's that. That's
0: not a. I'm telling you, it's not a long story. story. And then,
1: there's a, then there's another story about how he he smokes some dust and he gets like all weirded out and he has to go running around the block and everything like that. He, I think, I think, I honestly think that Dave Chappelle is like another one of those uh, transformational comedians. To come around, I, I, I truly do. I one hundred percent truly do. I think uh, Dave Chappelle is. I find him, I find him, um, uh, 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 better than Chris Rock. And Chris Rock is acting.
0: Because we're just talking about. I was talking about the transition into actor. Like I'm not talking about these people as stand up comedians. Yeah. Okay. I would the reason I brought up Def Comedy Jam I think part of the reason that an Eddie Murphy and even Richard Pry- like they were able to become actors successfully because of how they, were able, to they play, were able to have that rhythm to hold and okay. I, I think so many of the the okay. post Def Comedy Jam actors it's all boom 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 boom
1: right right so I feel you I feel that's you. all I feel you on that. I mean,
0: let's. I mean, hope, hope, hopefully, it goes without saying. I think these are all master comedians. We're
1: not all master comedians.
0: Who, who did we just talk about? Is not a master comedian.
1: I don't think. I, I personally don't think Martin Lawrence is a master comedian. I think Martin. Huh. Lawrence is, he's funny. That's interesting. But I don't think he's a great comedian. I don't think that, I don't see anything wholly. I think he has. I think I, well not Martin Martin wholly
0: Lewis. original. I think he's a great stand-up. I think, I think he's worth think talking he's a, about I with these dudes.
1: Stand-up. I don't think he's a great stand-up. Wow. I, I honestly don't. You wouldn't
0: put him with the greats, like like and and by the well, greats, like again, like that kind of post Eddie Murphy.
1: There are very few post Eddie Murphy greats. There's Eddie Murphy. There's Chris. There's Dave Michael, Chappelle. Okay, Dave Chappelle. Um, Kevin
0: Hart. You're not going to get Kevin Hart a great.
1: I'm not going to give Kevin Hart a great, only because in Kevin Hart, it, it, I'm not going to give him a great. Kevin Hart is good. He's probably like a, a, a tier below. Any of the Kings? Bernie Mac, who wow. was a very good storyteller.
0: Bernie, Oh, Bernie Mac was a great storyteller. I actually think all four of them are great storytellers, but I think all four of them began their comedy before Def Comedy Jam.
1: Very true, because Bernie Mac was already the yeah, old.
0: Yeah, yeah, all f- I mean, all Def four Def of them jam, they sound comedy. like old, yeah. like you know. I, my deaf comedy jam thing is basically pre Martin Lawrence, post Martin Lawrence.
1: I'm not a, fa- I'm not necessarily a fan of uh, Cedric or Steve Harvey as comedians.
0: That's interesting. I think I like DL
1: Hughley. Yeah. Okay. I think he's underrated. All right. Um, and, and of course Bernie Mac, like, like Bernie, like Bernie, Bernie is one of the greats. Like Bernie. For, for that brief shiny moment You could still play Bernie And just Robin Harris I think Robin Harris Would have gotten there
0: Wasn't here long he, enough
1: He wasn't here long enough And thus his, his com- comedy didn't. It's my biggie enough. argument Cause he, he's just a lot of jokey right. A lot of jokey
0: For the record Nas Big Daddy Kane Rock him Black Thought, Pastenous.
1: Black Thought, uh, pause is a good one. That's a very good one. But, uh, I know
0: this would surprise you, but I th- I thought about this a no, really. Sure yeah.
1: uh, so I'm going see see mine. Is, I have to go with who I think is the best. Yes, these are not necessarily my favorites, but there's a difference. Okay, because um, my favorite rappers of All time, well, my three favorite rappers of all time are Heavy D, Method Man, and Grand Pooba. But those aren't bad choices. But the people that I think are absolutely the best Black Thought,
0: okay, uh, Rock M, okay. Um, I'm about to take your black man card. you supposed to say pain. this off the top of your head. you supposed to have this ready.
1: <laughs> I know I'm supposed to. Because because I'm trying to think, Kane. Then I would go. Oh man, I know who I want to go with,
0: and I can't think of his name. He, I can see he's left a mark on you. <laughs> it's a it's a you know, you, you know Earl. Suspect like a you are, I'm suspect. you are, I'm suspect. you are. Y'all can't see my face, I'm listeners, suspect. but I'm real disgusted I'm right now. Suspect. I'm
1: suspect. Suspect, I, I I can't even I can't this, even continue. This is awful. This is this is terrible. Say his name now, but there's there's somebody who I actually be, be honest I would put at number two. Thought is number one. Like thought is thought is just like my number one. Like hands down. That's
0: your Philly bias.
1: No, that's not my Philly bias. It honestly is not my Philly bias because for a long time it was Rock M. Okay. For a long time it was Rock M. For a long time it was Rock M and KRS One. Okay. But then it became thought. KRS1, I mean, Rockham and KRS1 are actually my three and four with Kane being my five okay and then there's the number two from organized confusion feral fairomont feral that's a good choice that's my number two. that's a good choice that's not a ba- just drawing a blank on a brother's name that's not a bad that's list my, that's, that's a not a bad it's list suspect, you real suspect honest, you supposed to suspect. rattle them off look I could rattle off comics and I could rattle off my I rattle off my favorites
0: you did because yeah. I,
1: I love them all but yo I was right, right right rep for heaven, right
0: right because you because you 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 have a list like mine where like you left names off that means you got to be ready to fight <laughs> like biggie jay-z uh uh you say Karis one like here like like carrot when Karis one in on your top five like you need to be ready for battle like I know I got a battle list like I already, I already know like I sit in barber shops and, and wherever and I say my top five and I know I'm not just gonna say it and then sit back like I know people got it for me
1: well, people are going to get it for me because um, my number six is Eminem.
0: Eminem is an interesting choice because Emin- this is what I always say about Eminem. Wherever people put Eminem on their list in their heart, he's really three spots higher. But they don't want to say it because he's white.
1: Well, no, he's not three steps higher. Not-
0: Eminem is reverse Elvis. Eminem is reverse Elvis. Like we don't want to give Eminem his dap because he's white.
1: Well, nobody wants to get no no. And,
0: and let me just be clear: when I say we, I mean like hip hop fans—black, white, Asian, otherwise. So
1: I mean, but I don't understand the Elvis thing. So you think because El-
0: no, 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 Elvis got more dap than he should have gotten. Right. Eminem doesn't get as much dap as he should. Okay, I hear you. So, like, when people say Eminem, like, Eminem is, like, my, like, he's at, like, 17 from me. But in my heart, Eminem is probably, like, 12. Like, Eminem is knocking on my top 10. But I would never admit that.
1: Well, he's in my top 10. He's not in my top 5. He would not right, be in right, my right, top right. 5. Right, th- right, right, right. No, he would not be in my top 5. He's not actually three steps higher. No. he. But he's number 6. Yeah. I, 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 I listen to M, and I'm, like, I'm floored he's
0: He's a monster
1: he's definitely a monster
0: so, but top five
1: yeah, there you go. would you recommend it? no
0: really wow, no you're a hard man Lin I, Webb. Would,
1: I wouldn't i wouldn't recommend it i'm sorry
0: I'd recommend it i think i think I think it's more good than bad.
1: I think it is good, more good than bad. Like, I'm not going to hate you if you're watching it.
0: No, 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 no. I'm saying, but, like, yeah. recommend, like, if somebody asks me, you know, Vince, you should you, I go see Top Five, and, you know, if it was in the movies or wherever, and I would say, yeah, that is time well spent.
1: I would say, let's see what else is playing first, and then we'll make our decision.
0: I mean, when you can say that about everything. Well, like, it's all, like you can always say, let's see what's playing, what else is playing. Well,
1: no, not necessarily. All right. Not necessarily. If Friday is playing in the movie theater, I don't care what's playing. You need to go see Friday. You need to go see Friday. Okay. Fair enough. So, so there is a difference.
0: Fair enough. Coming to America is playing in the theater next door to it.
1: Next door to what? To Friday. To Friday. Coming to America. I want to see Friday.
0: Really? I want to see Friday. You rolling with Friday like that?
1: Friday. Friday is one of my five favorite movies of all time.
0: Trading Places is playing next door.
1: Trading Places is playing next door to coming to America. No, to Friday. I'm going to see Friday.
0: Wow. I'm
1: going to see Friday. Alright. Alright. I'm going to see Friday. Sounds to me like we need to do Friday. Yeah, look. Dude, Friday... All right, you just don't know. Friday, Friday may be one of the funniest movies of the last thirty years.
0: I, I don't think there's any argument against that. I'm just saying it may I, be the funniest. I'm movie I'm, I'm just saying, you know, I'm I'm a, you know appropriately an Eddie Murphy dude. So like them two that I just named, I don't know what I'd see before those two. Oh, I can name movies you like you told me. Those. Trading Places is playing. Yeah, and I can see Trading Places or, or something. Shaft. Trading Places.
1: Really, absolutely. Really, Vince. Absolutely,
0: I love Trading Places. Mm.
1: Mm. Trading Places, Uptown Saturday Night. It breaks
0: my heart, but I think I'd have to say Trading Places. Trading Places is people talk about Forty Eight Hours. I think Trading Places is the perfect Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy made, I, I call them the white Eddie Murphy movies and the black Eddie Murphy movies. That's the perfect white Eddie Murphy movie. Place. Trading Places. I can go there. I take Trading Places over forty eight hours and Beverly Hills Cop.
1: I can go there. I, I I can agree with that. So I can agree with that.
0: But that's another. That's another. Show. Another episode. So that's
1: another. That's another stop. That's another stop. But thus ends this stop. Yes, this extended stop. These are getting mad long. I know uh, the Michelle mission. Um, do you want to tell people what's coming up next on the, uh, At the next break the next You know hour?
0: what I'm not sure I know what I want but quite honestly Just to let y'all know how the sausage is made I haven't checked the availability of it Okay. So I want to make sure that it is Readily available but We'll let you know it'll be a black movie <laughs>
1: we can tell you that much all right. Top 5 is available for you if you've got Amazon Prime you can go check it out right now or you can even view it on Hulu right now so if you're a Hulu subscriber you can check out Top 5 by Chris Rock with Rosario Dawson mm-hmm. uh, and you can check out the Michelle Mission at MichaudMission.com all of our shows are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio Google Play and every place that good podcasts be please follow us on Twitter at Michelle and like us on Facebook Michelle mission if you have any feedback you have any suggestions or comments or whatever you can leave it on um, on iTunes or on SoundCloud or feel free to drop us a line email us at Michelle mission at gmail.com okie dokie this is Len he's Vince and parting we say
0: we'll see you when it's time to meet again